What is up, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode, another installment of The Bitch Report. I am your Brista from another mister here to assist you, Brandon Paramore. <laughs> I went there. Uh-huh. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna keep that, aren't you? Oh god, yeah. Well, in that case, hello everyone. I am the sleepy Aries with the buttery voice. Okay. Yes. And as I said, welcome to another episode of the Bitch Report. So let's kick it on off with honey, how you doing? Tired. I am tired. I am so very, very, very tired. I could sleep and sleep and sleep and still be tired. That's how I'm doing. I'm tired. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole Rick Van Winkle situation over there. Like, <laughs> nah, it's because it's, it's just because, you know, this, like I've said before, this job is just draining my soul. And I mean, I'm throwing applications out there. I'm act- I am actually looking into a completely different industry. And if it pays off, it's going to pay dividends. So I shan't be complaining too much. But egg, baby. in the mean, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to keep my spirits up. I do know that if I do get an offer, I am timing it so that way I can have a week of just doing nothing because I will eat the financial hiccup if I can just take some time to just exhale. I'm here for it. I'm here and, for it. And uh, how about you, Zwalling? Zwalling. Zwal. Um, I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, it's been, you know, a, a, a period, but um, for the cardinal signs, the, the cancers, darling, uh, retrograde finally gave us a break <laughs> on the 22nd and things have been coming through. Cycles have been completing. I have really been just back on top of my creative zhuzh and starting down paths that are going to benefit me down the road and investing in myself. And I've gotten back into my craft. Like I got my Rose of Jericho blooming over here. I did um, my uh, affirmations and my manifestations for the equinox and did a whole spiritual ritual around that. So, you know, she's good. She's good. I can't really complain. She's good. Okay. Got some assholes in the midst, but... You know, mm-hmm. that ain't nothing new. As I got some assholes in the midst, but you know, that ain't nothing new. <laughs> yeah, they'll get dealt with eventually. Um, also, yeah. for the dolls at home, you may hear uh, some hubbub in the background. My fiance and our roommate are currently playing a Pathfinder game, and they are nerds, much like myself. And so there may be a, an exclamation if somebody gets a nat 20 or something. <laughs> I feel like um, Snatch Game. I understood none of the words that left your lips moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it. They like cream. A nat 20 just means it that uh, she ate. <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And that's, a, that's an easy way of thinking about it. But yeah, that's about where I am. That's where you are. Do you have anything else to add? Or do we want to... Uh, scoot on over to the report of the week you know there's um some few things i'd like to mention 
Um, one, I feel like we missed the mark last week because we had a whole bunch going on or the last episode, we had a whole bunch going on. But we did not talk about the Emmys, mama. At no point. Like, and we have some some black beauties that swept house. Mm-hmm. Shirley Ralph, Lizzo, like Quinta. Uh, Quinta, yes. She Miss Quinta, baby. Can we talk about it? She done came a long way from he got money. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A large. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Miss Quinta, baby. I ain't mad at you, honey. And then Lizzo, like, Lizzo, I think, really tickled me pink. One, the dress that she had on. Oh, my God. Gag worthy. That's number one. Number two, after she won, she came out and TikTok was live, like, at the Emmys. And they were like, oh, you know, please don't cuss. The video of her coming out. I know TikTok said don't cuss, but I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, when I say it took me out, honey, took me out to dinner and bought me two plates. I was here for it all. Oh my God, it was great. I don't give a fuck. I want a motherfucking Emmy, bitch. Like, (coughs) right there. That alone was primo. And then, baby. Shirley's Ralph hair. Ah! Ah! Listen, that that bedazzled Ooh. pony was a moment and iconic and symbolic and anthemic even. It was everything that I needed. And oh, the song she sang was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was like, we did not discuss that. I know we, we mentioned, you know, Lizzie, but I did want to definitely give power to our black sisters that are out here doing their damn thing and got a motherfucking any bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry i just it just tickles me every time they anybody refers to the late queen as lizzie <laughs> I, I had a feeling it would which is why i said it that way <laughs> <coughs> See, that's why the smoking is supposed to be done on the break, beach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't tell them that. Oh my god. Oh my god. BB, if y'all were not aware, we are stoners, okay? So we smoke before this podcast because we have come to terms with a little bit of marijuana helps with your creativity and you know helps us not feel like we are constrained to society's hold of not being a fool because baby one thing we are and two things for certain are foods and gonna show you the foods that we are period mm-hmm. and you know also anxiety also heard i'm telling you megan <laughs> miss d stallion say the best i'm a bad bitch and i got bad anxiety <laughs> mm-hmm. bad bitches have bad days too yes dot com amen on that <laughs> dot org dot net no 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 like she made she made like an actual mental health resource website really Uh uh-huh i chat i ain't know that that's a new one on me look go ahead on miss stallion that's why she's one that's why she's one of my faves same but look i feel like her and beyonce didn't come to play with nobody with these two albums so look don't 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 mention uh Don't mention Beyonce right now, cause um, I'm still waiting. Miss 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 Nils Carter, Miss Nils Carter. Um, the girls are hungry. Where are the visuals? Where are the visuals? 
She is edging the shit out of us. That's all I got to say. And <laughs> I ain't even mad. I I openly giveth myself to the edging. Edge me, mother. <laughs> Trash. You already know the saying. Go big, baby. Go big. Look here. We look. We are from the girls. If they've paid attention to the episode, they know we're going to get into some little you know, you know, talking about some things. Uh, tie me up. Put my hands over my head, tie me up like I'm in a dungeon, and edge me, mama. I will wait for it because I know when they come, when they come at fourth, darling, my soul is going to be ready. Do you hear me? Period. I just need to get my coins together because we know that there's a tour coming next summer. And you know we're going to have to show up and show out. Oh, please. I, I specifically have a shirt that... It says across the front, fiance, spelled F E Y O N C E. Bitch. <laughs> yes. I'm going to just come dressed like. Because Ooh. when heated happens, and you know heated is going to happen, I am absolutely going to be <laughs> clacking that fan on beat with the song, and not Nam person around me is going to tell me any, tell me what to do about it. Period. And I, I wish, I, I, I wish a motherfucker would. I was raised in the wish a bitch woods. Okay, <laughs> you hear <laughs> me? Hey Trey Melvin, <laughs> I will name drop my way to fame. Fuck it, I said it. Oop, trash. Anyway, <laughs> all day, <laughs> all day. So, uh. Shall we give the kids a quick uh, tea, water, bio break, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, yes, I, I, I think I will give them permission to have that break, yes. All right. Well, then in that case, dolls, you know what to do. And we, on the other hand, will be back. And welcome back, dolls. Else. Brandon, of course, was being awful off the air, but it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> you will not judge me. You will not break my soul. You will not shake my energy. Because <laughs> one thing for certain, two things for sure, I will not bite the hand that feeds me like Miss Khalees. Anyway. Oop. <laughs> and that's on fumbled bags. Uh, so... <clears throat> I believe the time has come for us to deliver the bitch report. Yes. I feel like Soapbox already on the corner ready because you know this is this is my realm. Oh boy. And I'm and honestly, I'm because I am relatively new, I will let you take the reins. But I'll be more than happy to introduce the dolls to what the bitch report is on today. Yes. The report today is on S S S and M M In all seriousness though, it is today's report is on is a bit of a discussion on blackness and kink as an overall concept. So I will let Mother Father 
get us uh, started if you don't get, mind. Get, 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 ow, coming to the floor. Anyway, um, so I guess <laughs> first of all, I guess I want to educate the dwarves, right? So S and M is part of the bigger umbrella under BDSM, which stands for bondage, dominance, submission slash sadism, and masochism. If you want more details on what any of those words mean, please let us know. Other than that, I'm not going to go really into it because I also like to give you dolls a little bit of homework. Like, go look things up. Go educate thyself and then come back and re-listen or comment. Um, (laughs) But BDSM um, started after WW2, World War II, which a lot of people don't know that, you know? So let me go ahead and drop some real knowledge, boom, on you. Um, it started from people coming back from the war, um, white men particularly, unfortunately, and they had been so used to being under command from their generals and captains and leaders in the army, the navy, and air force, and they had been so used to being told what to do because so many people went into this war at such a young age, you know, 18, 19, some people even underage, you know, would slide through the solution, and these young men were so used to being told what to do. They come back from war. And because, you know, so many people had died, they're kind of like, here's a house. Here's your wife. Make babies. These people did not have control of their life. They didn't understand their life. They didn't know what they were doing, how they wanted to do. You know, the shit a lot of us go through now. And they then started re-meeting up with these captains and these leaders and these unit and troop leaders that led them in the war in uniform because they also miss being in uniform because that was their life. That was their world. And BDSM started from that, from getting these orders from their generals and leaders from war. So Hmm. let that sink in. Yeah. A lot of girls, ain't know that. That's why a lot of BDSM, a lot of King, a lot of leather, all kind of hype up uniforms. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why people love me like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of girls didn't know that. A lot of girls was not ready for that. But that's that's where it all started from. So, of course, as you go along, you start getting other things involved, right? So it came from being told what to do, that kind of dominance and submission situation. And then it developed into more of, like, you know, the impact play of things. Now, this is where we get a little dark because a lot of the impact, a lot of the harnesses and stuff like that came from bum, 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 slave culture. This is what it is. What other race do you know have been shackled and bound in the United States other than black folk? So a lot of the harnesses and shit that they would make slaves wear have now become incorporated into the BDSM community and are part of the, I guess, the, the fashion, if you will. For current BDSM harnesses, shackles, chains, whips, handcuffs, all of those things are now seen as like toys. <laughs> and they were used as um, <clears throat> ways to degrade back then. And it's it still used as a way to degrade now, but now it's chosen degradation versus I'm white, you black, get on the floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I just, I'm sorry every time. <laughs> nope, never mind. It's gone. Nope, you done laughed. So I you're going to need you to find I it. I laughed my train of thought away. Oh, wait, nope, Trash. found it again. 
every, right, time, you, every time you said shackles, my brain immediately went, the shackles off my feet so I can dance. <laughs> Trash. I had a feeling you was going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to praise you. Anyway, um, I mean, it, nope, nope. Won't turn down that road. Not today. Nope. <laughs> That's for another episode. That is we for another episode. That. And honestly, yep. I am. That's going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> we won't turn down that road. Not today. Anyway. Um, now to our topic, which is the blickety blackness inside of BDSM. And let me go ahead and stand on this soapbox now. And if it pisses you off, be mad. I don't know what to tell you. This is my opinion. And I have said this time and time through and I'll say it until I'm blue in the fucking face or dead in the ground. Onyx is not the only answer. Let me say that again, closer to the mic for the girls in the back. Onyx. Onyx pearls. For the women's is not, not underlined three times, all capital letters, bold, italicized, the only option. Hmm? And the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because so many people think equate black and kink to Onyx, which is a group membership brotherhood, quote unquote, um, of black and people of color and kink. Oh. She's not your only answer. She's not your only answer. She will never be your only answer. And I have said this aloud on the Book of Faces and had many of them unfollow me. Unfortunately, a lot of the Onyx members are toxic. The creator is toxic. I will stand on that all day long. Y'all want stories? Y'all can message me. I got plenty of them. I didn't even know Onyx was a thing, if I'm being honest. See, that's because mama's taught you well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I stand on that all day long. Onyx is not the only answer. If that's if that's all you have, if you are one of those people that requires being around people of color to feel safe and need to be in that safe space, I will never knock you for doing it. But if you have other options and you are of the mindset that Onyx is the only way you can be a person of color in kink, baby, I'm here to tell you it ain't the truth. You've been lied and gagged. Period. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> being black inside of kink is an uphill battle. Like, I, I will not lie to y'all. And I won't lie to you either. Because it's, it ain't easy. Just because, again, this has been for so long a white man's game or a white person's game, much like the rest of the world. But as time goes on, more and more people of color are stepping into titles, are stepping in titles. I'm going to piss a few people off with this one. It ain't nothing but beauty pageants for leather, okay? There's a lot of good that you can do. There is a lot of change you can make. But at the end of the day, it is flaunting around on stage in leather. Leather, where did that come from? (laughs) Leather. Asking pop questions, answering pop questions and talking about yourself and showing off your skills. It, it's it's a fashion show. It's a beauty pageant for the LGBT kinky folks. And that's, nothing's wrong with that. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm saying that in a negative way. I'm just giving you the real. It's just like the Miss America pageant. People compete, somebody win, and with the title, they go and do things. And they go and try to change the community and make the world a better place. It just is what it is. 
um, as more and more people step into titles and stuff like that, like it's it's starting to become a little bit more balanced. But there, unfortunately, is just not a lot of black and brown folks in kink. And a lot of that sometimes I think has to go with like them not finding a dom that they're comfortable with. A lot of doms are usually white. I am one of the very few black doms out there. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, because of the toxicity, as we discussed in the last episode, um, you get a lot of people who don't want to come barking. It is what it is. You get a lot of people who don't want to come barking up my tree because I identify as non-binary. Baby, I can still beat the fuck out of you. I can still put you in your place in these heels and make you lick these boot heels because trust and believe they Doc Martens because if I'm going to come out, she's going to come out correct. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to show up and love her, trust she's going to be drenched in love her, okay? I'm going to have my floggers on me. I'm going to have all of my my tools and my rhetoric. So don't, rhetoric. don't get it confused. <clears throat> it is what it is. So don't get it confused that I may present a little bit feminine I will smash your fucking balls under the fucking heel of these fucking boots and make you call me daddy while I'm in a dress. Period. Well, then. I, baby, you know me. I just keeps it 100. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, am not nearly as knowledgeable or experienced. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, on the other hand, have... Um, within the last couple years have learned that I was actually very into a specific uh, flavor of kink uh, in that Jesus that sorry that bowl hit harder than expected earlier and my throat is just going (laughs) help me (laughs) but anyway (laughs) um My experience is mostly is is honestly mostly around uh, I guess what's called tactile uh, play. So I get like a really deep sub genre, if you will, like to the point that I didn't know that it was a kink. I just liked making people squirm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> I ended up actually having an experience in 2019. And for the privacy of everyone involved, I will keep the specifics, um, you know, anonymized. But suffice to say that after a very bladey black convention uh, pre-pandemic, I was invited by someone to a POC-centric kink party. Which was fun. Even though I broke my keychain at first because my anxiety was through the damn stratosphere. <clears throat> yeah, we, we, we are both functioning anxieties there. <laughs> but the in- interesting thing about that party, though, was that it was outside of the occasional smack and moan in the background and somebody walking past in, like, kink gear. It was a pretty average 30-somethings party. Like there was a a, a, a shark coochie played out. Carcucci board. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were her. people Sorry. like <laughs> there were people cuddled up on the couch talking. Like the one thing is is that like people were cuddled up on the couch talking, and then on the bed right next to them, somebody else 
was getting swats on each cheek alternating back and forth. But the thing is, is that as a black individual, uh, having an interest in anything outside of the quote-unquote vanilla, which we're not even going to get into the specifics of why calling quote-unquote boring or mundane or run-of-the-mill stuff vanilla is objectively a weird idea. Um... We will probably be on two different fences on that note. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I'm trying to keep my train of thought here, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not working. (laughs) My bad. Suffice to say, it was a good time, and being able to actually try to explore a little bit of kink uh, with another person of color was honestly something I am extremely glad for the experience, because on a personal note, I do not feel like, I, I do not feel comfortable entering into a submissive role with a Caucasian playmate. It just, I'm going to be stuck too far in my head to be able to let myself get into subspace. And that's totally valid. Like that's, I I feel like that is understandable. Like I said, you know, a lot of people have that. I think where I get on my soapbox or my boat about it is don't dog other people that do, right? You don't do that, and some of the people I know don't do that, but there's a lot of people that I see that are people of color like, I can't see how you could ever. Baby, that's what they like. That's what they do. Why are we judging? What you the eat don't make me shit, honey. Yeah, right? You know, like, what we do in the king community is it's all about not being judged, or at least we say it's not about being judged, darling. But, girl, we'd be the first ones sometimes in the LGBTQI community to be like, I can't believe what you can't believe, baby. Just because it ain't your flavor don't mean it got anything to do with you. That's their flavor. Let them enjoy. As long as everybody's an adult and consenting. Preach. Can we also address the big dragon in the room? The big pink fucking elephant in the room? Oh, Jesus. Fifty Shades of Grey, kids. Fifty Shades of Grey. That is not good kink. That is not good kink. Now, mind you, I have done one of the, the scenes in there. But it was consensual. It was agreed upon. They knew that was going to happen. And it's the one where he spanks her and he's like, Count Anastasia. <laughs> Ooh. I've done that to somebody. I've made them count while they were getting spanked with a belt. Full force, no holds back. But again, it was agreed upon. It was negotiated. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to sign to do it just randomly out the blue because somebody made me mad. Like, you should never hit out of anger. Like, good doms understand you praise in public and you punish in private. That punishment is also pre-agreed upon. Like, me and my collared boy, his punishments are in our contract of what is allowed to be used as a punishment based on his misbehavior. Mm-hmm. That's good BDSM. Fifty Shades of Grey, even though it may be good to jerk off or flick the bean to, it ain't what BDSM is. And that shit, let me go ahead and also address this one. The shit with the motherfucker that happened in California. Miss Miss Beef and Noodles. Bad BDSM. I, oh, that 
bitch. Let me like mm-hmm. let's let's clear all this up now. Fifty Shades of Grey and Beef and no- Beef and Noodles are not good examples of BDSM. And if those are your only two examples of BDSM, go educate yourself, please. Yes, I am please, a wonderful please. resource. I'm here. <laughs> please, please educate yourself. Don't don't get caught up with somebody that's going to have you in the hospital with, you know, silicone poisoning. Or beat the shit out of you because they feel that that's their right and they have the ability to do so. No. It, it is mm-hmm. all negotiated. All play should be negotiated. And this is something I can't stand on apps because I list myself as a BDSM dom on apps. And, you know, the growler and all that shit. When these people come to me, oh, I love what's in your profile. First thing out of my mouth, what'd you love about it? Oh, you know that I want you to do whatever to me. Here's where we already gone wrong. You already drove the car off the rail within the first two messages. Now, if I ignore the shit out of you, I'll be the asshole. If I educate you, I'm also the asshole. Mm -hmm. So what is a bitch to do? So I have to go along with it and then kind of get them to be like, well, what do you like? Oh, I like my top to use me. That is not BDSM. BDSM is agreed upon. Me having my way with you, that just makes you a whole. I got plenty of them. And I mean, that's an option, but like... If you want to be slutted out and ran through, I'd rather you say that versus saying you like my profile and that I'm a dom. Exactly. Like, if you want to just be ran through, say that. Say less. I will get a group of motherfuckers and we will run train on you all night and I'll be the last load of the night. Period. Like, I love a sloppy hole. I'm nasty. I'm gutter. I will be the last one of a 30 guy gangbang to be low number 31. It just is what it is. She coming in high and heavy on a slip and slide. Period. But. Christian ears. (laughs) Bitch. You know what? We're going to be real forthcoming. I know you ain't talking about no Christian ears and I sucked your dick in the back of a friend's car. Like, we not. We not. my dirty laundry out on Beyonce's internet. I guess my dirty laundry too. I don't give a fuck. I'm grown. If you got a problem with it, sue me. Shit. Don't you dare. Don't you dare sit in these streets trying to not Christian ears. Okay, if you say so. In the parking lot of a restaurant, by the way. Like, let's talk about how gooder I really was. Like, Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so that was this week's episode of the Bitch Report. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "On that note, we're gonna cut it short and sweet, bitch." <laughs> Trash. But in all seriousness, like it needs, like BDSM needs to be negotiated. Don't see somebody as a dom, and don't and don't go out here watching BDSM porn either. Like that is not real, y'all. Like. I don't know how else to explain it. It's not it, real. It doesn't. It. It. <laughs> I feel like it ignores a lot of what goes into it. Because, like, going back into that party I went into, I I actually did engage in a scene with someone. Um, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Found out that I was too tall for the St. Andrew's Cross that they had there. <laughs> um, but after the fact, like before we we like agreed that we would do one. We figured out the terms for it. Um, we, you know, decided what was going to be implemented, what was going to happen. 
Uh, and then after the fact, you know, they there was actually a de- a room dedicated specifically to aftercare where there was yes. like a massive king size bed and a bunch of other inflatable seats and a lot of soft things and like bottles of water nearby. Yes. And so they led me to that room, helped me get my shirt back on, gave me a bottle of water, asked if they wanted if they if I needed them to be nearby or if I was going to be okay. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'll be okay. And then they were like, you know what? I'll go, okay, that's cool. I'll come back and check on you in a couple minutes then. And then they did. Yeah. You know, there's more to it. And I, and that's still that's not to say that the impact flogging uh, was not a part of it because it was. But that would be would have been the only part that you're gonna find on some of these websites when there is so much more to it. Yeah, like there's there's so many different forms of kink at play that I don't think people even realize it. Like spanking is a kink. One of my favorites, which is my piece de resistance, is tickle torture. But I don't do tickle torture like they do it on porn, where it's like this nonstop tickling until you're like crying. No, there's graduals. I tickle a little bit, let you come down, tickle a little bit. It's like a roller coaster. I make it an experience. You know what I'm saying? And not to gas myself and say I'm this best, the best dom out there everybody is good at whatever their kink is and depending on their years and their understanding of how to work with submissives. But the biggest thing that I also have to harp on is aftercare should be mandatory. Like Alaska Thunderfuck said it <laughs> mandatory. Mm-hmm. It It is non-negotiable. Like if you play with a dom that's like, I don't do aftercare, baby red flag, turn another way. Do not go past go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> like, I don't do aftercare. So what you're saying is you like to hit people. And you're shit about it. Because if you hit them, you should also be able to rebuild them. Exactly. Like if you're going to break somebody down, help build them back up. Even if it's something as gentle as just, I don't know, rubbing down the parts that were getting swatted. Yeah. A good way for that, honestly, if you don't want to do the rub down, because... There's sometimes some intense play sessions. Sometimes you break the skin. People bleed. If you're a little squeamish, one, you shouldn't be hitting that hard, but I digress. Um, You can flip them around either on the cross if the cross is metal and put their back against that. Or you can put their back up against a wall that is clean and let the wall, because most kink areas are usually in basements, and let the cold wall cool their back down Mm -hmm. and cool their body down. But aftercare is absolutely mandatory, period. Period. If you play with a dime or a dime even in negotiation, because again, this is how whole part of that negotiation part. Don't ever walk into some shit not knowing what's going on. It is all by your approval. There's a reason it's called power exchange. Any BDSM dynamic is called a power exchange. The reason for that is if the sub don't agree to it, you as the dom can't do it and vice versa. Y'all have to exchange power. The way I love to explain it is you draw a square, right? The sub draws the square. The sub sets the parameters. Me as a dom, I control what portions of those squares get colored in based on the parameters set. Mm -hmm. There is freedom and submission. There's responsibility and dominance. Y'all have to exchange that power to make the scene happen. Hold on a minute. That was... That bitch, that was poetic. I need some bongos or something back. Uh, I'm just saying that's, like, that's how on, I actually, teach. No, I'm not even. I'm not even trying to be funny. That, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. There is freedom in submission and responsibility in dominance. Period. A word, a sermon, a moment. <laughs> the gospel. 
<laughs> like I'm laughing, but it's the truth. Like mm-hmm. when you are in submissive space, like especially if the dom is great at getting you into that headspace, you can be free. Like one of my things is I love to build headspaces. I love to take people down to a very deep space and build that headspace. I'm like, I tell them what memories can be brought in, what parameters they can operate within in that headspace. I literally build it. That's why one of my favorite movies is Inception. I'm proof it can be done. I love to build that space. And then when they are in that space, they are totally free. They have no cares about the world, no responsibilities. They don't know that a payment is due. They don't give a fuck that that payment is due. They are enjoying themselves. The responsibility as the Dom is, I have to make sure that person's okay. I have to make sure they're breathing. I have to make sure to watch their body to see when enough is enough. I have to know when to call that scene if they can't be the ones to call it because they're in that deep of a headspace. I have to be responsible to make sure that they are okay and I bring them out of that properly. I have to make sure I give them aftercare and I have to make sure they are fed and watered before they leave my house. And if it's a scene like CBT, cock and ball torture, and I've been beating someone's balls with a wooden spoon or stepping on them, I'm going to check on you tomorrow and be like, hey, did you pee? Did you urinate? Was there any blood? Were there any concerns? Was there any pain? Okay, cool. No. And then I'm going to check on you again the next day just to make sure. Like it's a sometimes... Your aftercare can be a multiple day process depending on how intense that scene was. Mm-hmm. And so if a dom is like, oh no, I don't do aftercare. Run. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> it's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. And circling back a little bit to the blackness in kink aspect. I, as, as someone who is a self-identified dom leaning switch, um, being able to actually allow myself to get into a more submissive headspace is something that I'm not, as a black individual, I'm not able to do as freely, if that makes sense. Like there's, at least for me personally, there's, you know, the, the, even if I'm in the middle of something, there's always the, just the constant background buzz that is hard for me to turn off because it just is a symptom of being black in this country. Uh And so finding that freedom in submission, as you put it earlier, is a lot more challenging for me, which is part of why I don't feel like where with the headspace I'm in now, I do not feel comfortable being submissive to a white dom. I simply am not. <laughs> and <laughs> there's nothing there's wrong that, with that. And there's that head, but that's that. That's the thing with that headspace in there. And now the other way around, I have no problems with. But <laughs> I also enjoy being dominant when the time comes. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think for that is why, like, there's my focus is to be very visible and present in the community. One, I'm black, and also I'm non-binary. But I look very masculine. Like I have a beard. I have a my beard is almost fully gray. If you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, like I look, I'm 33 going on 52. Okay, like I look old, older, much older than I am. So me being out there and being present, one, it is an open invitation. Like I openly welcome any person who is wanting to explore submission as a person of color, male, female, non-binary, trans, you can hit me up. 
I will always be able, you know, to try to help out as much as possible. If you want a scene, have no problem doing that. Again, BDSM life coach. Yes, I'm gonna do my shameless plug. Like, I, I can help. Even if you're not here and you may need some advice, I can find people out there and you know point you in the right direction and give you some names and people who might be able to you know take you under their wing and bring you bring you into the community. But don't be afraid to go into the community because you don't have that immediate connection with a black dom or someone that you would feel comfortable with. Like I'm, I'm here for that's what you need. And I support that. And I understand that, especially depending on where each and every individual is as far as headspace and what they have experienced here in good old America. Right? I will never dog that, but don't like to the people out there, the dolls listening, don't let that be the gatekeep reason of why you don't go join the community and get involved or go to events. Uh, yes, you. there are oftentimes I am one of the only black faces in the room at IML or different kink events. It ain't going to stop my black ass from still being present and showing up because representation matters and it needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. But again, that's also why I'm not an Onyx member because Onyx does a lot of times tend to click off and stay to themselves. Baby, I'm out here. I'm out here to beat any and everybody who want to be beat. I have, I've had a, look baby, I've had a slogan since I was young, okay? It's it's about sex, so, you know, for those who don't want to hear it, plug your ears, but it's a mouth is a mouth, a tongue is a tongue, no matter whose it is, as long as I come. Mm. So I'm here to beat all asses of all shades. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be clicking off. I, I, you want to be beat, mama, she's here to beat you, and she will get you to glory. Mm-hmm. Period. So, to the dolls at home, I would like to actually start ending our uh, bitch report sessions with a bit of a call to action. I'm here for that. I would like for our black listeners especially, but also our POC listeners too, if you have any experience in kink circles, tell us about it. You know, Tell us if you've had good experiences. Tell us if you are trying to explore that world and you know don't know where to start you know reach out we we don't bite unless you ask yes <laughs> um and you can reach out to us like always at the bitch report at gmail.com that is t-h-e-b-x-t-c-h-r-e-p-o-r-t at gmail.com um or you can send us a message on any of the socials Mm-hmm. Or please feel free, especially on Twitter to or uh, Facebook, to use the hashtag POC and Kink. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we'll set up one POC in like the letter N Kink. And when we post this episode, I'll use that hashtag on this episode. And please feel free to use that hashtag. I will make sure I follow it and stay up on it. And I will be more than happy to answer any questions or give any guidance that I can. Yeah, because I want to see more of us in this world in that world i want to see more of us finding some of that freedom some of that liberation and obviously you know it's not going to be for everybody not everybody's going to go to a king party and come out wearing a vinyl cat suit and <laughs> getting their entire life some people are going to go you know what it's not for me and that's great too finding out more yeah. things about yourself is one of life's greatest pleasures and i will say be open like don't think that kink is just the impact play again there's so much more there's clawing biting scratching like it doesn't have to be any pain at all the kink could be 
a little bit of degradation play, but done in a good way. Oh, you're such a good little cocksucker. Like things like that. That's degradation, but it's done in a positive way. Like, mm-hmm. so if the first flavor ain't what you like, please continue to try something else. Don't be like, I tried this and it's over. Like, nah, baby, that just may not have been the one for you. Like, but really also be honest with yourself and don't have that fear of being shamed, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. like feet, you like feet. You like sweaty underwear, you like sweaty underwear. You like pits, you like pits. Like, just be honest with yourself and find someone that is in that to that same kink and willing to explore with you and mm-hmm. go forth and be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine used to say this all the time <laughs> when referencing kink of like the world's best dom um, or an, an experience with the world's best dom. Uh, the sub is finally all tied up in the chair and looking up, hopefully goes, whip me, beat me, teach me love. Mm-hmm. And the and the dom locks eyes and just goes, no, and walks out of the room. <laughs> and leaves them to writhe in their lust. <laughs> I'm literally biting my bottom lip like an LL Cool J moment. Like, you don't understand. Like, I love mind games. Like, oh, that's my shit. That is, I, I am clo- I am clocked in on Demon Time with, for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, oop, you know what? I'll tell. I'll, I'll have to tell you about this off the air because that's one thing I'm not putting out on Beyonce's internet. Oh, well, on that note, I feel like it's a good time then. Should we go ahead and um, introduce our musical track that the dolls will be listening to while yes. we're on our short break? Yes. So, guys, gals, non-binary pals, and dolls of all flavors, um, the lovely Vesta, which has so graciously provided us our uh, intro, outro, and bridge music, has also given us uh, leave to present y'all with some of the songs from their most recent album. Hydra. So, for our first venture, we're going to start with one of my favorites, chosen by Random Selection. Uh, This song is called 1278. Get into it, get your life, and we will be back to find out if someone is the drama. Welcome back, darlings. Hope you enjoy that fabulous 
song one, two, seven, mm-hmm. eight by the lovely Vesta, which I would do naughty things to if they let me. But that is another <laughs> chat for another time. <laughs> Trash. And welcome back to all to the bitch report. And it's time for <clears throat> Is it me? Am I the drama? Mm-hmm. What you got for us, Kay? Oh, we've got an interesting one. Um, so do do do. The title is. Let me just get into my reading position here. <clears throat> Glasses on. <laughs> the title is. Am I the drama for telling my best friend she has shallow friends and should be embarrassed before leaving her party? Well. So, just as a precursoral uh, trigger warning, this does involve um, stuff relating to body image and weight loss and things of that nature. So, you know, keep that in mind as you listen along. Oh, okay. So, as always, this is told from the writer's perspective. Me, 27 male, and Annie, 27 female, have been best friends since junior high. We had different social circles, even though we tried to include each other. Annie was part of the popular crowd and has kept these same friends until today. I grew up severely overweight. I was heavy all through high school and college. I was lucky enough to have Annie as my friend, so I was always included in things. I was always the tag-along. Annie's friends mostly acted like I wasn't there. I was still around her friends on a regular basis now. Around six months ago, I made a lifestyle change. I was sick and tired of being fat and getting turned down because of it. I've now lost about 75 pounds and feel incredible. Annie has been my biggest supporter and was my gym buddy. I haven't seen her friends since January because, well, I was in gym mode. But Annie decided to host a party at her new place. I was invited, but I didn't want to go. I explained to her how I didn't want to have a connection with people that knew me when I was fat. I wanted a clean slate, but she insisted, so I did come. We're going to skirt over and pause for a second. Um, but why, though? (laughs) To which part? I want a a clean slate. Yeah, I was questioning that, If people actually cared about you, then they wouldn't care whether you were 75 pounds lighter or heavier. They will care about you for you. But that, that that's another topic. That's for another episode. Anyway, let me get back to I have a feeling it. I'm going to read this reader and I feel like the girls are going to be gagged. <laughs> but carry on. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I wanted a clean slate, but she insisted, so I did come. I also posted a gym selfie, totally unlike me, and one of Annie's friends, Claire, slid into my DMs and said, Wow, you look so different. Congrats. How did you do it? I explained a few of my tips, and then she asked for my Snapchat. I sent the crying laughing emoji and never responded again. Okay, Miss Train. (laughs) Coming to the stage, Thomas the... (laughs) What we not about to Thomas the Stank Engine. (laughs) (laughs) Trash. (laughs) anyway (laughs) I show up to Annie's and all of a sudden I feel like the new kid in school all of her friends who previously had never acknowledged me wanted to talk it pissed me off 
One said, oh, I had no idea you knew so much about cooking. I said, you would have if you took the time to get to know me in the last decade. And I walked off to meet Annie. As I'm talking to Annie, the friend that DM'd me walked up. She said how great I looked and asked why I never gave her my Snapchat. I said, because I don't deal with shallow people. And she knew me for a decade and didn't want my snap, so that's why I laughed. She excused herself and Annie followed her. I waited outside and Annie came back furious, saying she talked to her friends and they all felt embarrassed. I said, they should be, because they are shallow. Annie got all offended and said I'm being a dick. I said she is far too good of a person to have these type of friends and she should be embarrassed. She asked what I meant. I said she has shallow friends who treated her best friend, quote unquote, like a ghost for a decade. But now I'm supposed to give them my attention that she is a shitty friend to me to have kept these friends. She started crying and said something about how I used to have the best personality, but now I'm a dick. I said, maybe I am, but better than being a part of a shallow friend group. And I left the party. Annie's sister, who I'm also close with, called me today, saying that Annie is upset and felt like she lost her best friend, but that I said some shitty stuff and need to apologize. So, is it me? Am I the drama? This is a complicated one. Um, I'm going to let you go first. I will, I will gracefully bow out and let you go first on this one. I'm honestly torn because it was a little bit dickish, but at the same time, <laughs> how are you all, you're all over me now because I, uh, you know, tightened up a little? Like, I'm still me. I have been me before the weight loss. I am me now and I will be me whether or not I maintain the weight. Why is it that my exterior changing all of a sudden warrants you giving me more than, the, um, you know, giving me the time of day? I, I feel like the person in, 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 in principle was not the drama, but the person in action was the drama. Does that make sense? Like they could have, like they said something that I, I, given the explanation of the situation, I do kind of feel needed to be said, but it could have been handled a little bit uh, more with 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 more uh, kindness in mind. So, who do you feel is the drama? <laughs> or, or is everybody is everybody trash? No, I don't think everybody's trash. Weirdly enough, I feel like uh, Annie here is isn't necessarily trash, but she does need to take a critical lens at her friend group. Um, because she may not have realized the shallow nature of them, or may have been viewing her friends' actions with rose-colored glasses, because she liked the people and grew up with them, and you know fell victim to the sunk cost fallacy of knowing them for over a decade and assuming that they had the best intentions when that may not necessarily be the case. I feel that. I feel that. Um, like I said, the person that posted it, on one hand. Yeah, especially as somebody who has lost a considerable amount of weight, um, people do start to kind of treat you different if they're used to seeing you as one thing and you 
you know, show up to an event that you may not have, like a, an annual event or something, and you'd lost a ton of weight between your recent attendance and the most, you know, recent one, it's going to, you know, there's going to be some different behavior. Like when I, like I said, as somebody who's lost a ton of weight at one point, um, when I was teaching swim lessons, even the parents made notice of, you know, me losing as much weight as I had and they seemed to want to talk to me more about their kids you know progress as a swim student so I definitely get that feeling I definitely understand and definitely I absolutely understand the bitch I'm still me (laughs) (laughs) energy that that person may have been channeling you know like I don't know I feel like I feel the need to mention the inverse of something here where um a now I guess former friend with benefits had ended up switching medication at one point and they went from they were really heavy I still had a thing for them at the time they lost a metric shit ton of weight still had a thing for them and when they switched medications it really jacked up their um jacked up their health and they ended up gaining a staggering majority of the weight right back and they kept saying that they have no idea why I was still attracted to them I'm like I like you for you. I don't care what's on the fucking scale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that just affects how all that's going to affect is whether or not I get to throw you around as much as I want to. That part. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. If I like you, I like you. I want you to be healthy and happy. Period. So, you know, somebody gaining or losing weight isn't going to, make any difference to me as long as that person is doing it with their long-term health in mind. And in whatever way that looks. But anyway, um, I, you know what? I, I, I've gone on long enough, Twilight. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? How are you feeling? How are you doing? What, what's what's what's, um, what's 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 percolating? So where I stand, where I'm where I'm casting this judgment, I feel everybody is shit. I just throw it out there. The mm-hmm. the writer, the person who wrote the story, asking, "Is it me? Am I the drama?" Uh, their shit for a few things stated. Oh, I want to start a new slate. I don't want to be around people who knew me when I was fat. That means True. you had a lot of self-confidence, image, and love issues. So I need you to go work on that first. First and foremost. Therapy. I I am of the mind of if you love yourself, you're going to love yourself no matter what. If I'm 350 with man titty, I'm going to love myself. If I'm 150, with no man titty. I'm going to still love myself because it's me that I love. What's on the outside of the image, what's whatever rolling and jiggling and shaking ain't got shit to do with who I am. I can lose the weight. I can't change a personality. But speaking of personality changes, I do feel that kind of happened. She lost a little bit of weight. He, you know, let me use proper pronouns. I say she for everybody. But this individual lost this weight and I feel like they got a little full of themselves, and that fullness of themselves, and becoming cocky and overconfident for weight loss 
does nothing but continue to play into that lovely stigma of fat people are not worthy. Was you this mm. sassy prior to your weight loss? Because you could have said these same exact things to these motherfuckers back then when you was big, but you didn't. You waited till you were skinny. Mm, but the thing is, is that they wouldn't have encountered that situation had they not lost the weight. Baby, Your if you was a ghost, had the opportunity. if you was treated as a ghost and nobody acknowledged you, why the fuck wasn't that brought up? So we just not going to acknowledge me. We act not. We just not going to act like I'm here. Like, speak up. Say it with your whole chest. Yeah, now they want to not acknowledge you because you've lost some weight. But why didn't you speak up back then? Why did you just go along with it? Why didn't you tell your friend back then that you felt like the third wheel and speak up? Again, you got you a voice and decided to open up your chest once you lost some weight. Also got a problem with that. I'm going to I'm going to push back against you a little bit on this because it could have just been, you know, civil coolness like the poster may have been exaggerating a little bit of treating him like a ghost, but civil coolness of, you know, let's just call him Ryan. I'm just pulling that name out of the air. It's not mentioned in the post at all. But, you know, civil coolness of like, hey, Ryan. So anyway, going back to talking to the friend. Oh, hey, Ryan. I uh, hope uh, how was so and so so and so like like knowing like minor details, but never really trying to find any depth or follow people on socials or anything like that, like. A step above elevator politeness kind of thing. <laughs> I still got bullshit, but I'm also that girl who will open my mouth and say some shit if some some energy ain't right in the room. I'm a very mm-hmm. I'm a very different beast cut from a very different cloth. It just is what it is. I own that and I accept that. And yeah, I you know here let me let me let me, let me be real on this. My therapist got on me, right? She listened to last week's episode and she got on me about being Ooh. like emotionally vulnerable. So let me have an emotionally vulnerable moment. I've been that person, as you have stated, I've been that person to lose a lot of weight. And I've also been the person to gain the weight back. So I have experience in that. I also have experience in understanding my self-worth despite what my size was. I also had to learn that, you know, it wasn't easy. There was times like I fell into that once I lost all the way and everybody was on me and I was like, oh my God, you know, it, it does gas up. But now on the other end of all that, having gained some way back and still loving myself, going through therapy and my healing, I understand that that person back then that got that ego boost because of that weight loss was still that hurt individual in there. And still needed to work on themselves. And if it were not for therapy, I would have hated my weight gain back and coming into this more bearish figure that I represent now. Now I love this body, but it took me time. It took me going into the community, becoming a title holder and really trying to like help others become comfortable with their body for me to love mine. But even when I was fat, if somebody treated me differently because I was fat, something would say it. When I lost all the weight, I caught them hoes out for trying to not holler at me. I was still the same Brandon despite the size, minus the ego boost portion, right? But as far as me opening my mouth and calling shit out, that's always been the case. So applying mm. that, I'm applying a little bit of that over this, right? Like knowing that. So maybe that's something I need to pull back because I've always just been a very boisterous, speak my mind person. But if we are going to look at it all, I feel everybody need therapy. 
the one who went crying, oh, he said some things. Like, he said some shit that was truthful and it hurt. You need to own that truth and also go work on yourself. The friends who decided to be those assholes would be like, oh, we like you now because you thin. Go fix yourself. You fall into society's bullshit. And the, the writer, the person who written in, you need to go fix yourself too because the fact that you got that little bit of ego boost tells me that it's still that little hurt fat child that's sitting in there. So everybody oh. need therapy. Uh, and 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 that's that on that because uh, I, I got nothing else to say because I actually full body agree. So yeah, <laughs> I, I rest my case. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right then. So in that case, is there anything else you want to tell the kids at home? As always, darlings, please, please, please go forth out into the world and be the change you wish to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all already know the usual spiel, music provided by Vesta. Um, and you go check out their uh, album Hydra, available on all streaming sites and services, etc., etc. If you have any questions, if you would like to find out if you indeed are the drama, feel free to reach out to us at thebitchreport at gmail.com. That is T H E B X T C H R E P O R T at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get at us at on the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the Twitters and yeah, um, uh, and y'all already know what I'm gonna say. Drink water, take your meds, and you know what? Go out and be the change you want to see in the world. Yes, and if that means you want to be a whore and get into BDSM, do it. Uh, Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>